0: This is To The Point, a rhino experience, voted one of the top home services, marketing and operations podcasts, cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point.
1: I'm really excited to be here. This is my first vertical track. Like Tommy had said, we've we've been buddies for a minute, but we've been buddies because we were doing, we're having business conversations together. And not just business conversations, but real conversations about real numbers. I think where he and I connected the most is we have the same heart to serve. And that's what I love about him. It's hard as hell to follow Tommy for me. Like, I'm his friend and I can barely keep up with him and the directions he goes and the pace that he goes. Can I get an amen? Of course. But there's always some good shit you catch in there, right? But he and I connected really, really quick. And so um, I just want to give a quick thank you to, uh, to, to Tommy and Bree and the whole Vertical Track and the whole uh, Garage Door Freedom team for having me. Thank you. Uh, I feel blessed to be here, and I'm grateful to be here with you guys today. And I see I have some friends in the audience, so I'll do a little bit of bragging on, on uh, some of the, the people that we work with. But I am based here out of Phoenix, so it was a nice short drive for me. Uh, we have roughly 180 rhinos today. Um, I started this company 15 years ago when it was just my wife and I, uh, if any of y'all can relate. I am able to work with my wife um, and we're still married <laughs> 15 years later, so it's, it's working. But our strengths complemented one another. and We've been able to build an incredible business and we work with roughly 800 contractors. Now that being said, um, they are HVAC, plumbing, electrical, roofing, and we started getting into garage doors three years ago. So I'm not coming in here and saying, I'm only focusing on the garage door business because I'm not. I started in HVAC, then added plumbing, then added electrical, then added roofing because of my private equity companies that own the HVAC companies started buying roofing companies. But what I did do with garage doors was I took my time to learn the industry. I didn't just jump into it and say, now I'm a garage door marketing company. I took my time. So I spent two and a half years. One of the first guys I brought on, on board is sitting in this room today, and I'm excited to brag on him a little bit. But I've had the luxury of having some really incredible mentorship and leadership in this marketing space. Because one thing I'm not afraid to do is ask people for help. So I got the luxury of having a partnership with a guy named Gary Vee for two years. Anybody know Gary Vee? So um, another guy that's hard to keep up with. Tommy's actually worse than that. But incredibly talented, taught me a lot about how to brand, how to run social campaigns, how to create interest. Did you guys know that you're actually in the entertainment business? You're in the entertainment business. We're going to talk about that. I'm not in the entertainment business. I'm in the garage door business. You're in the entertainment business whether you like it or not or recognize it or not. So I'll share a little bit behind it. But for anybody who listens to the podcast, the To The Point Home Services podcast, it is the largest podcast in the home services marketing space. So for all you that listen and have come and said so hi to me already, thank you. I'm incredibly blessed by doing it. And I... uh I don't, you know, I don't know if to- I listen to Tommy's podcast when I can. When I can, I listen. There's so many different options, but I still learn things. I'm a podcast listener. You can get so much of this information that everybody's sharing with you from these podcasts. You've got no excuse not to be able to get better. You have all the opportunity in the world to get better. So my ask of you is very simple: just give me your attention. I mean, we're right towards the end of the day, right? I know Tommy's after me, and but we're right at the end of the day. So just give me the attention. I promise you, I'm going to make it worth it. I didn't take the time away to waste mine either. So second is, please be vulnerable. I was telling you, as I'm learning everything in this business, like when I started, I didn't know what I know today, I wasn't afraid to ask. So being vulnerable is an absolute superpower, right? If you can let your pride down and let your guard down and know that you might not know everything and that you can learn some things, I promise you, you'll walk out of here better than you came in. Is that fair? Thank you. And then another thing is, don't be a victim. All right? If you've tried some things and they haven't worked, don't blame it on somebody else if you know it was your fault. Just own it and move on. Now, some of the things that I'm going to share with you, you might have tried a variation of these things, and it didn't work, and you moved on. But the things I will share, I promise you for a fact, are the things that work today to move your business forward. So my hope is, and my promise is to you, That when you walk out of this room, that you're a five percenter. And I've been talking about this five percenter deal for the better half of a decade. And I still see the exact same thing, show after show, webinar after webinar, conference after conference. So my hope is I get you all to walk out of here five percenters. So this is my 95-5 rule. 95% of you sitting in this room right now came here, spent money to be here. You're taking your time away from your family, your employees to work on your business, to work on yourself, to get better, to grow your business, right? That's a waste of time if you do nothing with it. And you're letting yourself down, your family down, your employees, your employees' families down. That's what that is. That's how real life that is. I have 180 people relying on me to make good decisions. So I do the best I can with the time I got. And I try to make all the right decisions based on the knowledge that I have. But I'm not afraid to make the decisions. You saw from that video, I'm at very high risk. I've always been high risk. I thought I was going to be a professional race car driver forever. Turns out, I'm not that great. (laughs) Wrecked a couple cars. Those are expensive. I thought... Man, I come from a farm. I'm going to get into bull riding. That sounds like something I'm really good at. I tried bull riding one time at a bar when I was 19, and I rode for seven seconds. How many seconds you got to ride to cover a bull? Eight. I was right there, man. First time. I was like, fuck, I got this. I can make a living out of this. You can make how much for winning a rodeo? In two years, I rode professionally. I won three rodeos. I wasn't that good. But I won enough to get a few buckles. But then I had a kid. And guess what? Kids actually need money to support them. Isn't that weird? And now I got four. Those fuckers are expensive. (laughs) So I got to keep working really, really hard. But the point is, is I never, ever stopped trying to be better, even when I fucking sucked at it, because I I was not willing to give up. I wanted to win. It was the mentality of, I got to get it figured out. So even though turns out I wasn't that great at those particular sports, I did some things, and I'm proud of that, that I tried it and got it done. This was my calling. And this is what I've been given to serve the masses, and that's exactly how I treat it. But 95% of the people give up or go back. You, you have all the best intention. You got the, the ambition. You took the notes. You made, You got the relationships. You listened to the speakers. You met some of the vendors. You got all the shit that you need to be successful with. And you go back and you get right back into the routine. Who's done that? I do that. And it's hard to be like, oh, shit, yeah, that's me. You got to own it. I do it, too. And I tell you not to do it, and I do it. But you get the chance to go back to the door. pick it right back up and try. So I'm telling you don't be like 95% of your competitors. Because if you know that number, that 95% of your competitors are doing the exact same shit, and that's nothing except what they've been doing day after day, then why not be a 5 percenter and implement one thing and be better? That's not that difficult, right? So I thought, here's what I've learned in 15 years. If I just do it for you, then this is a way easier partnership, right? Your marketing company can do a lot of these things for you. So now you really have no excuse. But my ask for you is, will you walk out of this room with one thing that I give you? I promise you it's easy. It ain't going to cost you anything different. Can you give me your promise that you'll walk out and implement one thing and be a 5%er? Can I get that? Can I get you to be a -er? 5%er? Then let's fucking do it. So I'm going to share you some good stuff along the way. And I'm going to hang out tonight. Because typically if I fly in and I'm speaking somewhere, I'm trying to catch the first flight back to the family. But I live here. And the Suns game is on tonight, too. I'm probably going to get our ass kicked, but I'm going to sit here and watch it with you. Son of a bitch. I knew somebody was going to say that. <clears throat> but I want you guys to be a five percenter. That's my heart, man. I want to do that for you. and I've been able, I've been the, I've been able to do that for hundreds of businesses, and I'm incredibly grateful for it. So I'm going to do something a little different. I got, uh, I got 20 bucks. It's not that much money. 20 bucks is still a lot of money to me. I mean, I grew up poor as shit. Anybody else grew up poor? I'm a farmer. So you work hard and you're poor as shit. Clearly, we weren't doing that one right either. <laughs> but I got $20. That's something, right? This will actually buy you, like, one old-fashioned here at this hotel or maybe two beers and you can share one with me. But I got... Wait, unless... Wait, somebody's sponsoring the beer, so this is just 20 bucks if you don't buy an old-fashioned... I got 20 bucks right here. All you got to do is come get it. <laughs> well, that was fucking difficult, wasn't it? $20. You were, everybody was just waiting for the first person to go. I got another 20 Elliot, where are you at? There he is in the back. Got another $20 back there. Elliot, you got 20 bucks? Wave your hand. There we go. All right, now which one of you two is going to give me an old fashioned? Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Make sure that's top shelf bourbon. Don't fuck around. You saw I was a bull rider, right? Can't Can't be going to do that bottom shelf shit. Here's my point with that. What percentage of the room just took action when I gave away free money, 20 bucks? Maybe I don't know shit. You see what I'm saying? You're a little bit nervous. What do I got to do for that $20? We're always assuming, what the fuck do I got to do for that $20? It's just $20, $20. You're like having an internal battle in your head about what you should do to go grab $20 out of my hands. Funny story. This is my ADHD kicking in. This is where Tommy and I align. I was speaking at Wind & Storm this year, huge conference. I had a $10 bill. I thought I had $20. It was only $10. Whatever. Point was made. Dude jumps up on stage. So excited about my $10 and falls off the stage. And it's way up there. So we need to make a post out. that. So follow Rhino on social media because I'm going to make that post on Tuesday. Zach, my, my guy's in here. Make that post on Tuesday so we can see that dude fall off the stage. He was okay. First time it ever happened to me in 15 years. But shit, dude, try for 10 bucks. He was a fucking five percenter, I'll tell you that. But you see my point? You see what I'm saying? And it wasn't even like because I was close to the front of the stage. We had it in the back of the stage, same thing. So, shit, I'm clicking the back button, I promise this isn't my first time. So this whole thing is about the attention. That is the game that we're in. I'm in that game, you're in that game, and we're getting attention, either good or bad, like it or not. So what I like to talk about is how to get attention. And the original ROI is return on influence, because before you can make a dollar, you got to actually get some business, I think that's how it works, right? you got to get a return on influence. If you all do the exact same thing, what sets you apart from the next guy in the same place or the next gal in the same place doing the exact same thing? you got to do something to get the attention of somebody to even consider using you because you're in the return on influence game, like it or not. Right up front. Anybody ever read the book or uh, saw like the, uh, the um, TED Talk clip of Simon Sinek that says people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it? Think about that. That actually changed the way I thought about my business. People don't buy what you do because they don't really want to have to call you in the first place. Is that fair? Let's say they want like a new pretty garage door. But if you've got to repair shit, It's annoying. And they want somebody to get there quick and sometimes brands out the window because they just want somebody to get there quick to get it fixed because now their house is exposed. Shit, I leave my gate open, I feel uncomfortable. But that's the world that we live in, especially now. If my, if my garage is broken, I'm not leaving until this thing is closed and I need to get to the office and I've got shit to do and i got to get somebody here. How are you going to get their attention to get their business? People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. The why has to be greater than the what. So you guys have heard uh, Antonelli talk about this the last couple of years, and I've known Dan a long time. Uh, the prolific guys do a fantastic job of this as well. But you have to get brand attention. I was just having a conversation with a gentleman about this exact same topic. I don't do any branding. However, I can tell you how branding impacts our campaigns. And I can tell you when the brand is really, really good and is impactful and actually creates some sort of emotion based on whatever it means to you, it has a significant impact on how many people decide to choose you over the next person. And that is not a guess. It's not a theory. It is a fact. So 800 contractors studying the same things over and over again. You see the ones with the better brands always perform better than the ones that don't. So you got to pay attention to that brand. And sometimes, man, it sucks to have to rip that band-aid off. But you got to do it. You got to do something different, but make sure it's something that's meaningful. And that doesn't mean that you got to like do a whole brand new thing. Maybe it's just a refresh of it. But do something that sets you apart. Do something that sets you apart. So I'm in the digital marketing space. So like the world I live in is is websites, SEO, pay per click, social media. That nerdy digital world has been my world for 15 years. And from those racing days, I love to study data data acquisition, data analytics. I loved all that stuff because if I could figure out how to go a hundredth of a second faster, I could win the race. I could qualify higher. Bull riding. Believe it or not, you can study data in bull riding. One, you got to learn how to shit your pants. And be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to learn, <laughs> never mind, I'm all, that, this one's being required, I won't say that one. <clears throat> Point being is, you watch the bull, you study the bull, to see is it gonna make you shit your pants or not? Like, is it, how rank is this bull? When it comes out of the gate, is it gonna turn left? So we're studying what this thing's gonna do and we're predicting it as you go. And then when it doesn't happen, you fall off and you hope you don't get stomped on. But you're studying constantly, studying the data. And that's what we've been doing with these things. So something as simple as a website that we all have, there are is six basic, basic steps to marketing that are still incredibly ignored Today, and I've had this conversation many, many times, six basic P's of marketing, that if you take one of these things away and implement it, that will put you into that 5% category. Can we do that? You don't even know what they are yet. Can we do that? Yeah, trust me. Trust me. Give gave you 20 bucks. First P, product. Do not make people guess what you do. And guess what? Does anybody else have a kid who texts them from the bedroom and can't come out and actually say, hey, dad? Anybody else got a kid text you from the bedroom? Does that piss you off a little bit? <laughs> Maybe I was raised a little different. But that shit pisses me off. But that is the reality of the situation. We want to do things simpler, faster. And guess what? If I don't have to talk to you and I can get my job done, that's fantastic. I don't want to talk to you. Book my call. That's why the schedulers work so well. That's why chats work so well. Maybe I'm old school because every once in a while I like to talk to somebody. But I tell you what, if I'm trying to get something done, I just want to knock it out real quick on my phone. I don't even want to have to scroll on my phone. I don't want to have to, if I'm on desktop, I don't even want to have to scroll on my desktop. Just tell me what it is that you do, number one, product. And then easily, number two, where do you do it? Place. So number one, product. What do you do? Two, place. Where do you do it? Just because you've been in town for 50 years or 30 years, do not ride that. As now everybody knows who I am. Because I promise you, you're leaving something on the table. But don't make it difficult, especially if you're serving a metro area. Break it down if you have to. If you're going out into the burbs or even going outside of the metro area into some of the more rural markets, don't make them guess that's where you do business. By putting metro area or whatever. Be specific. Be specific. So that way they know definitively exactly where you do business. That's number two, place. Three is controversial. Price. Does anybody put price on their site right now? Raise your hand. It's always amazing how many people who actually don't put their hand up, but you know if I went and looked at your site, I saw some price on that thing. That's why I said it's a controversial topic, and it does not work for everybody, but it is an option. It could be an as low as price. It could be a financing price. It could be a whatever price that you're putting on there for whatever offer that you have that's seasonal. doesn't matter whether you do or don't use it. Just telling you it's an option. Okay? Product, place, price. We're down three. Three to go. Ready? Ready? Okay. I know we're at the end. Hang with me. Promo. So I don't believe in this race to the bottom on price, right? I don't believe you gotta give up uh, value to be able to get a customer. But it certainly works if you have perceived value. If you have some sort of promotion, it doesn't always have to be a revenue deal. It can be something as simple as on the top right-hand side like request service or schedule a free confrontation. Those are promotional buttons you can put there to get somebody to click on them to do business with you. Make it easy for somebody to contact you. All these tools are available and they'll do it for you. All you have to do is have somebody respond to it. It works exceptionally well for those who do not want to talk to you. And it by far is one of the best tools to use, in addition to speed to service. Speed to service, how much does that matter? Jeff, how much does speed to service matter? It's, everything. it's a big deal, right? Because even though you got a great brand, if you can't get to them, he's like, fuck you, Jeff, I'm gonna bring this guy over and he's gonna come and fix it for me now because we don't leave our garage doors open. I drove into my garage door. Tommy fixed it, not personally, but that was an embarrassing call to make. <laughs> In my defense, I thought I hit the gate button, I hit the garage button. And it happens, right? That happens, people. And then, uh, and then I did it again. So I paid for a few. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but I make mistakes too. But it, I needed somebody to get there fast. I knew I could trust them and they would get to me quick. I needed to get that shit fixed so I could get back to the office. I was not going to leave my house wide open. Right? And that is a normal thing. Speed to service absolutely matters, That's a promo. If you have super fast service, speed to service, put that on there so people know you can get to them quick. But only do it if you can legit do it. Because if you don't, now it's a negative. Five, people. So what I mean by this is if you have a marketing person, if you don't, it doesn't matter. If you have a marketing company that you're using, this is what I'm talking about. Make sure they know your people, your customer. So really the game that we're in is a psychological game. I have to be able to understand before the customer even calls you, what questions are they gonna ask? What objections are they gonna have? I gotta try and find these things and then solve them before they ever even call you to increase the odds of them actually doing business with you or you getting the opportunity to do business. So you gotta make sure the marketing company isn't like, yeah, man, we're a garage door marketing company. I've been doing it three years, folks, three years. That's not that long, but in three years, Studied the shit out of this stuff to figure out how to make somebody get into that site, convert, and then become a customer, and then pay attention to how you actually serve that customer. Just because you're holding me accountable, I'm gonna hold you accountable too to make sure that we're doing this shit together. Because that's what a partner does. So make sure the marketing company knows your people. That's five. And the last one is my absolute favorite, and that is personality. It is okay to give your business a personality. You're in the garage door business, no disrespect. It's not a very sexy industry, regardless of what Tommy might say. It is not a sexy industry. People don't want to have to do it. Just like them, we're not a sexy industry. But you got to give your business a personality. It's okay to do, be funny. It's okay to put videos out there that might entertain somebody. And so I love sharing this video. One of the best videos of all time is this one I'm going to show you of a company who was known as a cost-savings company, decided to stick their neck out with their new CMO and run this ad to compete against a major corporation that came in, and they said, you know what, we got to throw a Hail Mary. And the Hail Mary worked, and it was this. So I'll I'll give you the scoop into the video play. It's great. So anybody remember Kmart? So so us poor folks shopped at Kmart. Kmart was known for what? The blue light special. And Kmart said, Sam Walton is whooping that ass. We got to do something different. That would be Walmart, for those who don't know. And they decided to roll out that commercial, which was about Ship My Pants. Now, shipping anything was revolutionary at that point. You don't even got to come. We'll ship it to you. And so they came up with that whole commercial around Ship My Pants. Oh, please work. This is going to make it go so much better if it does. So, and if... (laughs) The ship my pants commercial worked exceptionally well. The point being is that they stuck their neck out. They did something different. They gave Kmart a personality that was not the blue light. Exactly. They did something different. You can bypass the video. We're already past the moment. So I'll I'll move on. Um, Again, point being is don't be afraid to do something to set yourself apart, especially with social media. Like, you can test it on social just to see, like, is there any play? Is there any not play in it? So... But do something to set yourself apart. It's okay to be funny. It's okay to play sad videos. It's okay. SmartAC.com. SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is gonna be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. Smartac.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings. Filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with SmartAC.com. You've got to check it out now. Okay to play jokes. It's very convenient. Very. I just shipped my drawers.
0: I just shipped my nightie. I just shipped my bed. If you can't find what you're looking for in store, We'll find it at kmart.com right now and ship it to you for free.
1: Okay, so hang on. Let's just start clapping. That was so good, Chris. Yeah. Chalk that one up in the fail category. I apologize, y'all. You get the point. Give your business a personality. You're in the garage door business. It's okay to be funny. Put yourself out there. You've been in business a long time. You've got a you got a lot of tenure. Tell the story. Make people feel good. People make decisions based off emotion. Set yourself apart by finding something to do to give your business a personality. That's the point. Social attention. I mean, this is crazy right now. It took me forever to get on TikTok, and I run a digital marketing company, mainly because I didn't want to go down that TikTok funnel. I didn't want to go down that dark hole that is TikTok and waste time. But our customers are. And so are yours. So i got to be aware of what all can I do in the social space to try to get their attention. So, a couple things. (laughs) This is why you can't watch TikTok, because you see funny shit like that, and I want to see more things like that. Because it's funny. Unless unless you're the actor in that, that I'm assuming wasn't an actor willingly. (laughs) Hey, be honest. Who's done that before? Raise your hand. Ain't nobody. All right, we got one, I got a couple. I've done it. That damn laser, man, I'm like, what? It doesn't recognize my feet? Doesn't the AI know I'm gonna jump over the laser? But it's funny, you could use humor like that to get somebody's attention, garage door repair, like, get another opener, like, do something before you have to jump over the damn laser. Point being is, it's entertaining. This is what social media is. It entertains us. So like I said, like it or not, you're in the entertainment business first because you got to get somebody's attention and people want to be entertained. Are you not entertained? I really tried to find that clip and I couldn't find it. Um, But you're in the entertainment business. So I learned two critical things when I had a partnership with Gary Vaynerchuk and it was when we launched the podcast, he said, basically, you got two pillars, Chris, that you need to execute on this thing. And it was, you either need to entertain people Or you need to educate people. Entertain them or educate them. And if you can do both, you got something special. And that falls right in line for you as well. If you can entertain someone and educate them, you can do a lot with your brand in the social space. If you can entertain them and sneak an education like this, something simple, these subtle, need additional openers, like... It's just funny, right? You can use these things. And if you try and it don't work, try something different and then something different. If you don't know what to do, ask your kids. They'll tell you. So other things that you can do that are simple are reviews. Obviously, if you have good reviews, you have people saying things about you, post them. Let people know about your business from those who aren't in your business that have ever used your services and are saying things about you. If somebody leaves you a negative review, do not ignore it. Reply to it. How many people, when they're buying stuff, go to the one stars and read them like I do? And what are you looking for? And response, that's correct. But what kind of response? How did they respond? Because we all have that shit that happens to us. How you conduct yourself in that response says a lot about the character of you and your business and your why. Is that right? So reply to that stuff, man. Don't be afraid of it, and make it right. If you genuinely care, respond in that way. Don't ignore it. It'll serve you much greater. Employee spotlights, do these types of things. This is the easy stuff. Education, if it's something that's seasonal, if it's getting ready to go into winter, you want to run something on springs, or whatever it is, man, send up, you know, make some posts for educational. Cost-saving tips, everybody loves that. Uh, Entertainment, like I said, jokes, humor, community service. Anybody who knows me and knows me well knows I am big into community service. So I love being able to post those things, not so I can say, hey, look what Chris and Rhino is doing. It's because we genuinely love to do community service and do it every single month. And like to share that so people can see, hey, I didn't even know that organization exists. Maybe we'll go, do, maybe we'll go serve there as well. And that's where it comes from. That's the intent. And I love to share that stuff. And it says if that says a little bit about my business and who we are as human beings and our character, great sponsorships if you're doing little league team stuff or whatever or even if you're using your truck to pull a float in a parade for a little extra advertising post that stuff seasonal offers again something that you can't do i'm not sure what all of those things are but um whatever you got you can use it but use video as much as you can like all the facebook reel or the youtube reels and the facebook reel like the video the stories and the tiktoks and all the other shit that's out there like Put it to use, man. It doesn't have to be professional. I was shooting videos from my phone the other day in my office, like, spinning in my chair. And then I just send it to the team. And I'm like, does this work? And they're like, that was stupid, Chris. Don't use that one. And I'm okay with that because I make a lot of dumb shit. But I'm okay with trying different things to make it entertain me. So that's what we're doing to get attention, to get people to pay attention to you, to gain return on influence. And then you got to pay attention. And what I love about paying attention is that's half the battle is just getting it. Then you got to pay attention to certain things in this business. All right. And number one, to me, is your market. What's going on in your market? Because I'm a competitor. I want to win. So I got to know who am I battling against? I'm not saying I'm focusing on them because I'm not. But I got to know who's what and who's legit the people I got to compete against in the market. So I, used to, I just pulled up 12 keywords. These probably don't look like anything that look like something you've not seen before, garage door repair, garage door installation. things that people are actually searching for, I just pulled 12. There's obviously significantly more than that. But things that the homeowner is searching for that are exactly what you do with no business name in mind. Simple. Just pull a few keywords to look at that, made, that have high conversion rates and that turn into actual new customers. So if I look at those 12 searches, and I plug it into Google, and I say, Google, please tell me, in any market, how many people are actually searching for those specific keywords right there? Not all the other hundreds of them. You can do that, too. I just pulled the 12. How many people, how many homeowners are actively searching for a business like mine with no business name in mind? That that information exists right now. So I just pulled a few markets as an example. I pulled these six. By a show of hands, if you're in any of these markets, raise your hand, okay? So again, just for those 12 keywords, let's use Phoenix. Peak month was August, and all this was on the trailing twelve. 11,000 people searching for exactly what you do with no business name in mind, even with the A1 brand. That's a big ass number. That's a big number, and that's just the top 12 keywords I pulled, not the other hundreds of them, just those. Austin, forty-nine fifty. So you get it, you see it. The average is just exactly like it is. So on average, wipe out the peak month and the low month. On average, that's the average number of search volume for those 12 keywords, keep that in mind. So when I look at that and somebody says, Chris, we wanna partner with you. I say, well, let's figure out what are you doing in the market? What's your position in the market? And what room do we have to grow? And what kind of opportunity do we legit have? That's the opportunity. Then I got to know who I'm competing against. So for those of you that raised your hand that you're in that market, when I have my team pull those those keywords and do searches for those same keywords in that market, I want to know who's coming up the most times for those keywords the highest. LSA, GBP, organic, all of it. I want to know. And this is the response in these six markets. If your name is on that list, raise your hand. Jeff, name? Well, I mean, business name? Great name, by the way. Congratulations. That's a good spot to be. Are you first, second, or third? Where is the business sound? there? there is four on there, isn't there? (laughs) Well, then you got three more spots, man. (laughs) That matters, right? Those extra spots are worth a lot of money. This is a hard game to play, but you got to know where you stand, like it or not. You got to know where you're at, where you think you're at, and where you're actually at might be two different things. That's what I'm saying. Be vulnerable. Understand that you might not know it all. So congratulations to you guys. So if your market wasn't on there and you want it, Scan the QR code, and I'll tell you what's going to happen with this. Um, My team will pull it for you. Actually, even Blake and Elliot that are out there at the thing, because it's not that large of a group, can probably pull it for you before you even leave tomorrow and give it to you. We'll pull up the same thing, that search volume for you, and we'll pull up your top competitor list. So I wouldn't ask them for it tonight, because it takes a little work to find the top competitors. But tomorrow they can probably deliver that up to you. If not, we'll email it to you. That's it. We don't ask for anything from you. we don't sell anybody ever. So it's just for you to have. that's my gift from, you, from me to you. So if you didn't get that scanned right now, um, they have it at the booth as well and you can scan it and they'll give it to you there. So we good? you guys cool with that? You want to know who you're actually competing against in these markets? I want to know. Okay. Then you got to pay attention to your results. So like Tommy's saying, this is where Tommy and I nerd out on stuff is the numbers, is all the marketing is great. If you pay attention to who your competitors are, that's great. If you pay attention to how much actual opportunity is in your market, that's great. This is usually when I talk, while you're filling out the form and you submit it, and you're still kind of half-assed paying attention. So are we close now? We good? (laughs) All right. You gotta pay attention to the results, man. At the end of the day, we're all spending money. We gotta pay attention to what's actually happening. So I wanna share a few case studies because some of them are here. And I'll tell you how we got this information and how simple it is and how you have no excuse to not have it yourself. So, BDK Dora, Josh, we met a few years ago, came on board as a customer, smaller player at the time, having significant growth. I thought, well, since I've come in here, are you cool if I share your information since you're gonna be here too? So I pull Q1 results for him. He's outside of Chicago, but make no mistake, he's competing against Chicago market competitors who have bigger budgets, much larger budgets than him. First quarter, we did 145 new repair leads came in. He didn't, I'm not saying he sold them or booked them, I'm telling you, I know that I brought in 145 brand new repair leads. I know the name. I know if it was during hours, after hours. I know who took the call. I know what the call was about. I know if any, objection, any objections came up when we we're closed. I'm not answering the phone calls for them. So that's not what it is. I'm just listening to these phone calls. Worst job in my company is the call listening and reporting team, because have you ever listened to your own phone calls? Anybody in here use an after-hours answering service? Raise your hand. You're going to like this. How many of you would like to punch that fucking answering service square in their face? (laughs) Yeah, you can give a clap on that. I'm sick of, like, I've been, it's been that way forever. I've been listening to these things since it was myself doing this stuff. But you can learn so much without spending another dollar just by listening to these things and finding out how your own team, and then like Tommy says, you find it and you don't do anything with it. That's what 95% of the people do. But in Josh's case, we did some work. Q1, 145 new repair leads came in. 53 new install leads came in. Q1, mind you. Booking at a 50 six, 56% rate. Now mind you, that's not all the calls. That's just the brand net new repair and install leads that came in. They are booking them and going on site 56% was their average in Q1. With an average cost per new lead of $79.82. Josh, what's your close rate, bro? Nobody's, nobody, it's just me and you. 76%. How's business? Very good. That's not enough for me. Can you give me a little bit more? What kind of growth are you, have you been seeing over the last couple of years? Because you started paying attention to this stuff. You started learning about the business besides just what you were doing. You had to rely on this data. Uh, so before Rhino, uh, I didn't know our focus rate, didn't know the rate. First year with Rhino, uh, not even full year, 10 months with Rhino, we had 45% growth. 45% growth in what was it? Numbers, uh, what was the time frame? 10 months. 10 months. Here's the point. I'm not bragging. I want to brag on him because he's doing a good job of taking the data and actually doing something with it. That's the brag. And he's moving his business forward, and it was a pain in the ass to get him locked down, but if you make the calls, and if you make you actually do something with it, you will move the business forward, I promise you, just by actually doing something. Is that right, Josh? All right. let's go to the next one. Vince isn't here, but I wanted to share his numbers. So Vince is down in Louisville. Same thing. Q1. 262 repair leads. 87 installation leads. Booking them at a 58%. Average cost per new lead, $64.41. A little more brand recognition in that market. He's been around for a hot minute, if you guys know Vince. Indianapolis, we got Jeff and Garage Door Doctor. Q1, 552 repair leads. 90 installations, booking at a 62%. Congrats, buddy. (laughs) Crushing it, man. Average cost per lead $47.33. Who wants to play that slot machine all day long? Hell yeah. But it takes some work. But it doesn't take much. It takes two key ingredients to make this thing happen, and you got no excuse not to do it. We do it for you when you're a customer, but you don't have to work with me to do it. You can do it. It takes a call tracking number and a human being (laughs) i totally would have hired him to work for me like come on you know he's closing shit right left and he would be perfect for your social media personality stuff so maybe you don't get chris farley on there get a good look at a t-bone steak (laughs) a call tracking number and a human being to listen to the call recording that's all we're doing So that way I can hear from that particular number what actually came in, what was the lead, was it a new customer, not a new customer, and how was it handled? And then what did you do with it? And if you got CSRs or one person answering your phone, you guys know how it is, man, like the CSR position can have a lot of turnover. But that is our first line of defense, man. We gotta get that one right. All the work we're doing, if they can't get it booked, why not? You just need a human being to listen to those calls. And that might sound like, well, yeah, Chris, that's a lot of hours. No shit, it's a lot of hours. We listen to about 500,000 hours a month. But I promise you, what you pay for that one person to listen to all those phone calls and then actually do something with it is significantly less than what you're losing in business. A hundred percent. Can I get an amen? amen. It didn't seem like you believed me all that much. I'm telling you, from me seeing this for 15 years, I hear even the best of the best suck on call answering and it, it's, it's an easy fix if you just pay a morsel of attention to it, but we're too busy thinking about the expense to bring the person on board, not what we're losing in sales revenue, that's a fact. So you gotta pay attention to your people next. So these CSRs or your, whoever's answering your phone, it is 100%, if you're the owner, the general manager, whatever it is, it is 100% your responsibility. And think about it from this perspective, because this is how I view every single, one of, every single one of our customers. Even though I don't know them all, the fact that they chose me, I'm grateful and I care about them. The fact that they chose me, I care about them. Now, it may sound weird to you, but that's how I feel. And the reason I care about them is because they just put their livelihood, their family, and their employees' livelihoods in my hands and trusted me with it, good or bad. That's a heavy burden to bear, and I'll carry that bag but I'm paying attention to all your shit because I need to figure out, are we doing good? Are you doing good? Are we doing bad? Are you doing bad? What is it? So that way, we can be good partners and move this thing forward together, just like we've been doing with the three I just shared. But it takes you too. You have to be accountable for it. You have. Sometimes all you gotta do is just have the person answering their phone listen to the negative call and watch them cringe, like, oh my God, did I say that? Oh, did I talk like that to that person? There's no empathy. They didn't miss, they blew the objections, they didn't say true stuff, that never happens. But you can find it all through that call tracking number, right, but you gotta do something with these CSRs, it's the lowest hanging fruit. So, listen for those things in the call. Have them pull out, if you have somebody listening to them, have them pull out the negative calls and just send those to you to listen to, or give it to those answering the phone. But for God's sake, do something. Don't be 95% that just let it ride be a five percenter. I'm nearing the end. So, the other thing is, and I've learned this over the years, I learned it the hard way, and I'll bet you some of you have as well. Who in here carried toxic people way too long because it's hard to hire people? It's so hard to let people go if they're, especially if they're a good employee, And you're like, God, I know he's a pain in the ass, or I know she's a pain in the ass, or they're toxic. But that's what I've got to work with until I can find somebody else, right? I've done that. I've done that and said, Chris, stop doing that, and then did it again. So I'm also part of the problem. But I recognize that I get it fixed. you got to cut toxic people, man. They are negative in your business. And even though they might be the best employee, I promise you, in the long run, they are crippling the company. And it's going to hold you back from actually doing as good as you can. Or your reputation, what people think about you. You lose good people that you don't know are pissed at you because you've kept this person who keeps getting away with shit. Get rid of the people that are toxic. They're no good for your business. And this is another problem that we had at Rhino. Again, we have a lot of people. You don't always just throw bodies at a problem. So I shared this message right here with Gary Vee to my entire leadership team, say, six years ago when we were going through another growth spurt and their opinion was, "Well, let's just hire more people, Chris." I believed this.
0: There's a basketball game being played. And it's a 5 on 3 game. The 5 players on our side are me, you, other Tyler, D-Rock, and Andy K. What's that? Well, stay with me here. <laughs> me and Andy K can play a little bit. The other three, the people were competing are LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Carmelo. Okay. To a game of fifty, full court. What do you think the score of that game would be? Me, you, other Tyler, Andy, and D-Rock against LeBron, Durant, and Carmelo, and they really tried. To fifty, what do you think the score of that game would be? I think that we would lose three to fifty. But I think we'd three points. Okay, very good. Yeah. That. That is the single biggest problem in our company right now. There are way too many fucking people at Vayner and way too many people out there in the world that think you solve things and win by throwing people at them. This is a talent game. You don't need six more people on your fucking team to get the work done. You need to have better fucking players.
1: Can I get an amen? about stepping up? Gosh, that was good advice. I shared that with my leadership team. Um, and then I apologize to human resources. <laughs> but I didn't mean it. My fingers were crossed. Last piece, pay attention to giving back. This is incredibly important to me. To this day, even as big as we are, we still, one day a month, my entire team goes and does community service somewhere. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you because I want you to know what I do at my size. Now, we only work, we work four nines and a four, so we only work half days on Friday. But one Friday every single month, I send every employee out to go and do community service somewhere. I cover their salaries. And that's a, that's a big number when you look on the P&L. But let me tell you what you don't see. Turnover is incredibly low in our business. People care about one another. When you go and do community service or your employees do your big tough guys or going out and doing community service together, it's hard not to hit you in the fields. And when you go and serve someone else together, it creates a different kind of bond that most companies don't do. You might do a one-off here and there. I'm doing it every single month. And that was the commitment that my wife and I made, is we're not going to change from that regardless of size. And now the impact that we're having in the communities and all the communities where my employees are is so substantial, and it helps our culture become amazing. So we're blessed with businesses. You took the chance. You took the chance to be in business. You probably get blessed. Even if things are getting hard, you're blessed, you have a business. Give back. It's a big deal. Sounds like a cliche thing, but I'm telling you to me, anybody who knows me personally knows that means a lot to me because I've been blessed, so I want to give back. Doing good is good business. Can I get an amen? Amen. That was like the appropriate time to use amen, I think. Last two things, and I'm done because I know I'm a little bit over I got to interview Mike Tyson uh, last year at Rhino X, and, and Tommy's been at our Rhino X, he's spoken for us many times, and, and I'm grateful for that, so thanks, Tommy. Um, but he wasn't Mike Tyson. <laughs> and so, love you, bro. He's like, I'll show you Mike Tyson tonight, love. Uh I was nervous when I went to interview Mike Tyson, because to me, I mean, I'm 44 years old, Mike Tyson, man, like I grew up watching The Baddest Man on the Planet. You know where I'm going with this? Yeah, so I'm nervous. And I have to submit all the questions to his handler because Mike Tyson needs a handler, trust me. <laughs> and so they approve, they, they disapprove like 90% of my questions. I rewrite it like 14 times. I finally get it right. So I go into Michael's, uh, Michael, shit. I go into Mike's green room. <laughs> and by the way, Mike's green room gave the name green room the name green room. Because I opened that door and it was like, <clears throat> smoke and I was like holy shit he is high he smokes a lot of weed he's in the chronic business I'm like I'm thinking about boxing so I go in the room and I'm like I can't stand here long I gotta interview him in like 30 minutes and he's like let's sit down I'm like oh shit man what am I gonna do this is Mike Tyson like and he wasn't cheap I want to spend some time with Mike Tyson so I'm going over the questions with him. He's like, ask me whatever the fuck you want, Chris. It doesn't matter. I'll answer whatever you want. That was an awful impersonation. I thought I used my lift more. <clears throat> and he's like, hey, I heard your son wanted to meet me. Bring your son in here. I'm like, nope. <laughs> he's 12. He ain't fucking coming in here. But Mike Tyson was like, ask me whatever you want to ask me, Chris. And so I'm thinking, this is either going to go really good on stage, or it's going to go really bad. And I'm a little bit nervous, but fuck it. let's let it ride. So I get him to go out there. We go up on stage. He actually has to be walked out. Remember that, Tommy? He's got to be walked out there because I don't think he could walk straight enough to get there. Gets up on a stage. We're sitting just like we're sitting right here. And uh, as much as I hired him for entertainment, he destroyed it, didn't he? He was fantastic, and he delivered so many good things out of that that I was like, holy shit. Then he gave me the stare down. Remember that? He's talking about how his tiger bit off his neighbor's arm and like some crazy shit. That really was the story he shared and how it cost him a quarter million dollars. But he did say this one thing I thought was exceptional, and it was that consistency kicks determination's ass. Do you believe that? Consistency kicks determination's ass. Because you can have determination and start something and then you give up, and that's when consistency whoops that ass. And that's what the five percenters do. Mindset is 100% in your control as long as you're sane. I say that because shit's weird now, right? Like mental health is a real thing we gotta pay attention to. So I say that respectful, but mindset is 100% in your control. So you decide what you wanna do with that business. Do you wanna be a five percenter? Yeah. Do you wanna be a five percenter? Yeah. Are we gonna walk out of here at the five percent? Did somebody just say no? <laughs> Who said no? Raise your hand. Show me your hand. (laughs) Got to get attention, right? Number one. You gotta get brand attention. When you get them to the site, you gotta make sure you answer all their questions. You gotta put the things on there. You gotta go through the six P's to make sure that they actually call you to do business. Use social media to give yourself a personality to put your stuff out there to show them who you are as a business, your why. Then you gotta pay attention to the market, your competitors, what are they doing? What are you not doing? And they take action to do something different. Then you pay attention to the results of that so that way you're not wasting money or wasting money with your marketing partner or whomever you're doing advertising with to know the shit's actually working and then pay attention to your team pay attention to your csrs pay attention to your team and give them the love and the training and the attention that they deserve and then give back and do good shit thank you guys so much for giving me your time i appreciate you you don't got to do everything but you got to do something no zero days i'll see you all tonight. listeners thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week we are extremely grateful Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe, and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.